Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. I, of course, am Emily, my husband, Chris, always by my side, which I love. And today we will once again be laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger. I can promise you that. Yeah, coming up on the program today, we have a lot of things that we want to share with you. Interesting things. Yeah, of course, some announcements. My, yeah, some announcements. Uh, a huge announcement that has to do with the deep dive and my teaching platform. Um it's a soft thing. We don't have everything in place. Mike Shaw will be by with Right On Way Off. Yep. Uh, we also have in our pockets, in the... the uh, In our possession. Yes, in our possession, in the computers. <laughs> we have so the voice excited. work. For, well, it is. It's really cool because just, we've just been dragging our feet just trying yeah. to get this ministry off the ground. But Don Keith is Billboard Magazine Broadcaster of the Year, not once but twice, with two different formats, the only one in history to ever do that. He's our voice guy. He's the one who's going to be doing the intros. Like the next time you hear the granny rant, it'll be like a polished thing with Don Keith's voice. But yep. in the meantime, it's just me. And But it is that time how yeah. we start the show. All right. It's always going to be with what's on her mind. <laughs> Here's today's granny rant. Here's Emily. Da, 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 da. I think it's what's on everybody's mind. Chris, would you turn that phone off? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, what's on everyone's mind? How do you mind? know it's not Mike Shaw's <laughs> thing? I mean. Oh, he, I know. Yeah. I have ways of knowing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he's, he's sitting right there. Yeah. And we can bring him on whenever you want. We can, but. It we, was my phone. We all know it was know. Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, take two. Take two. Here we go. Hey, we always say we always say we, we we will let people come in behind the curtain to see how it how it goes, and sometimes that's not very far. Yeah, this is yeah, really this far is behind bad. the curtain. All right, here's Emily. Da, 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 da. What is everyone talking about today? It's the weather. Of course, the weather outside has been frightful, but I want your hearts to be delightful. That's absolutely true. I do not want you to fret. Now, some people really hate the cold. I get it. Some people really hate the heat. And some people have a harder time dealing with one or the other. But, you know, I hearken back in these times when it's just terrible, extreme weather, no matter where you live, it happens, to my dear old dad, Dickie Jack. He had some wisdom, and he shared it with me while I was growing up. He's no longer with me, but his words, they hang with me, and I'm really thrilled about that. He used to say this. I would say things like, oh, this is a terrible day because it was so hot, or this is a terrible day, this is a bad day because of this, that, or the other thing. And he would tell me, Emily, there's no such thing as good days or bad days. There's just days, and you decide what you're going to do with them. So when it comes to weather, I have always been a bit of a polar bear. You can ask my kids. That's actually no. what they call me. <laughs> right, Chris? Uh, they call me the polar bear because I do love the snow. I love the cold. It doesn't bother me that bad. But what does bother me is the heat. Growing up as a kid, the heat would like literally make me nauseated. So I don't like the heat. And there's nowhere you can really live in the United States and totally escape the heat. <laughs> but I would remember those words that my dad would say. This is temporary. The, the, don't let the weather dictate whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day. Now, I know that there are people that actually have to work out in this weather, and it can literally be dangerous, whether it's hot or cold. It can be dangerous for people that have to be out there. I... I consistently pray for people because Especially the, farmers. the farmers in the winter, construction workers in the summer, I mean, it can get dangerous. We all acknowledge that. But here's what dad used to say, because God really is in control of the weather. What would He's he say? He's in control. My dad would always say, look, Emily, I remember it was a particularly hot summer. We were going through a drought. Everything was turning brown, shriveling up. There's negative things about that. Yes, indeed. And I one time asked my dad, Dad, why do we go through this kind of stuff? You know, why can't it just be paradise and balmy 72 all the time and not live at the equator, right? Uh, and he said, Emily, in the summer, sometimes there's like funguses, bacteria, insects that do live in the ground. And when it droughts like that, it kind of keeps those things in balance so they don't get out of control. And then pretty soon things can't grow because things are out of balance. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? 
that totally makes sense. And he said, we're just going to do the best that we can. And I, I just remember what a strong sense of relying on God that my dad always had in tough stuff. And I think that we can apply that to our weather right now when it comes to really, really cold. Chris, you have a hard time with the cold. I do. Yeah, you really do. Well, it's debilitating. Yeah, and, and it you is. Know, when you talk about the people that are out there in it, it's not just their safety; it's their it's their mental, yes. you know, attitudes. It can really affect what you're trying to do and yeah. make things very difficult. Which is why encouragement, especially for farmers and other people, are out there. Just the the snowplow guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> Has the plow gone through yet? You never think about the plow guy having to get to the plow. Right. Hey, you know? think about this. Think about just truck drivers. I don't yeah. think people think necessarily about that, but our son used to work in the oil fields, and of course the truckers that mm-hmm. would move material back and forth came in one time. He had a whole lot. It was outside North Dakota, and these truckers would come in, and one of the truckers that he knew fairly well, all of a sudden he realized very quickly, this guy's acting not right. There's mm-hmm. something wrong. He's acting strange. And his um, law enforcement training, he quickly identified this guy is showing signs of hypothermia. The cab inside the trucker's, or, you know, the heater inside the trucker's cab could not keep up with the brutal cold, and he was, and hypothermia was actually settling in. So uh, our son got him real quick yeah. and, and helped Great him. Story. Saved his life. Great story. So there are real things that come with this. Now, here's a great thought, though, because I've seen this a couple times. At least the mosquitoes are dead. Yeah. For us in Iowa, That's this good. year, it was the flies. Holy buckets. We couldn't even sit outside for a good portion of the summer because the flies were so thick. And so God... And that ebbed and flowed with the weather as well. Absolutely. And so God is in control of the weather, and he definitely uses the weather to hold all things in balance. And so if we can rely on him, trust in him, find the good things that he is doing, even in the midst of difficulties... Pray for those people who it is exceptionally hard and sometimes dangerous to get through their day. But Job 36, 26 through 28, it says, God is truly awesome beyond what we can know. The number of his years is unknowable. He draws up drops of water, distilling it to rain and mist. And when the clouds pour down, they drop their rain on all of humanity. That verse just really encouraged me that he knows. He knows he's got a plan for every single day, whatever that weather, whatever weather comes. And just a final thought here, a little helpful hint. In those summer months when it gets really, really hot, I turn the air conditioner up a degree or two, and I turn on Christmas music or a Christmas movie. That reverse psychology does really work. It gets you through those hot days when it gets really, really cold. All you have to do is brew yourself a nice cup of warm, hot whatever. Um, and I like to turn on Lord of the Rings and watch <laughs> Samwise Gamgee uh, carry Frodo up that hot, steamy Mount, Mount Doom. Doom of Mordor. Yeah. And uh, it does really work. It gets it you through the tough stuff. It so does. just remember God's in control. And even though it's uncomfortable. Uh, He has a purpose behind it. Yep. And when we fully rely on him, he'll get us through it. There you go. So stay warm. Stay warm, and it will warm up here in a couple days, I guess. (laughs) That sounds like a good granny ranch. Thank you very much. I love the snow and the cold. You didn't tell us to keep our hoods up and keep our hats on. Yeah. Don't lose your mittens. (laughs) None of those granny kind of things. Yeah, you have to talk to the kids about that. I used to drive them to school every morning, and if they kept their hats on when they got in the car, the windows didn't steam up. But if they got in the car and then they took their hot little hats off in the cold air within the car, then it steamed up inside and all hope was lost. All hope was lost. (laughs) So I always told the kids, get your hats on. Keep those hats on. All right. So let's uh, turn now. And Chris, you've got some announcements and exciting things are happening as we turn to your deep dive for the day, correct? Yes, the Bible Idiots Deep Dive. And uh, at the one hour and three minute mark of our last episode, I made the statement that we're going to keep the Bible Idiots brand. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I a liar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, I did not lie. It's been a battle for a decade. And um, I, I, I just am so self-conscious now. I have to get this out. I wasn't going to say anything, but... You probably should. Yeah. Is my voice that bad? It's. I'm trying to decide who it is you sound like. Okay. It's almost kind of gangsta, you know, like, we're going to do a show, see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't mess um, with me, see. Exactly <laughs> two hours and 12 minutes ago, I got out of the dental chair after having two teeth extracted from this side of my mouth. So the Novocaine is starting to wear off. So the pain is kind of fighting the Novocaine. But I thought if we could get the show done before the Novocaine wears off, that's great. Why? Because we took two weeks off for, you know, for, I almost said Thanksgiving, for the. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure it's just Novocaine that they gave you? Well, a little loopy always when you get dental work done. But the holidays, and we want to build consistency on No Apology with Emily. So just getting the show done was great. We had some recordings for today. We've postponed those. Um, We're, you know, we're just doing the best we can. But I want to tell the story, and I'm going to do it the best I can. If my voice is so bad, you're fine. We can, you know, if you can't, no rain, no snow, no extraction of teeth <laughs> shall keep you from yeah. doing. Yeah, to do a broadcast right do. now is probably the most ignorant thing I've done in a long time. But here we are. Let's keep going. <laughs> Ten years ago, yes. we decided that we wanted to make an apologetic movie that wasn't boring. And so we decided to merge stand-up comedy and Bible apologetics together. And the concept was every winter and and spring, my son and I would do a stand-up comedy tour, a father-son comedy tour. For when we first started it 15 years ago, um, I I would headline. He would open for me, and then I would kind of do the main thing and and be on stage quite a bit. In fact, Shonda Pierce, for those of you who know Shonda, she relaunched my comedy career in 2007. And so we started doing this stuff. So we thought, what if we merge stand-up comedy and Bible apologetics? Because a lot of apologetics movie defending the Bible, defending the scriptures, were kind of scholarly and or slash boring. So that merge of stand-up comedy and Bible apologetics, we asked the question, are we idiots for believing the Bible, or would we be idiots not to? And the result was, we're not idiots for believing no, the Bible. Yeah. It makes so much sense. It fits hand in glove with all the evidence, all the literature, all the archaeological finds, uh, all of the you know the historical texts. The Bible is the most incredible thing because it's the actual Word of God. Right, and so you know Paul talks about it that the 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 gospel of Jesus Christ is foolishness to those who are perishing. Yeah. Perishing. Yeah. And so you know if you want to call me a fool, if you see me as a fool. I'm willingly, I'll take the moniker. I will be a fool as long as it's a fool for Christ. Yeah. So that was kind of the premise. That's kind of the premise. So we had a little internet radio station. We had this little house, this wonderful church allowed us to broadcast from. We kind of took over this whole, the house is now gone because they made a parking lot out of it when they built their new church. But it was going to be a year and a half and we didn't have anywhere to broadcast. So they gave it to us and they even paid the utilities and said, set up. Do your internet radio station from here. Let us use the here. space, yes. Well, if you ever see the movie Bless the Broken Road, the director of that movie's name is Harold Kronk. One of the th- I was vice president of Berlin Raceway at the time, and I helped set up the whole shoots at Berlin Raceway, which is a character in the film because it's about a, a race car driver. It's a, it's a great, great little movie that Harold did. Anyway, I helped Harold do some stuff, so he came by the radio station while he was in town shooting. and We, we had coffee, and we talked for about an hour, and I showed him some of the cuts from... Uh, am I an idiot for believing the Bible, or would I be an idiot not to? Uh, just kind of thing. And I said, we're thinking about shortening it to just Bible idiots. That's what we've kind of decided to go with. And I'll never forget it. Harold Kronk turned to me, and he said, there'll be so many people that don't get it, it won't be a financial success. And and he said that in the nicest, loving way. And I've thought about that a lot over the last 10 years because we thought, you know what? It's comedy. You know, the the whole, you know, we started the film. If you ever watch the film Bible Idiots, we start with Jim Daly from Focus on the Family justifying the title. And if you think stand-up comedy and Bible apologetics, Bible Idiots, yeah, we're fools for Christ. We don't care. Call us idiots if you want to. We don't care. And we knew that would work. And it did with like 35% of the people that it was exposed to. Out of every 10 people, three and a half of them would just fall in love with it. It would anchor deep with them. And I thought that would eventually win the day. Well, it didn't. There was, you know, about 60% of the people were off put by it. I had a, I had a, a ministry person who I respect who just was introduced to the film for the first time about a month ago, uh, middle of December, 
took it back to his team, and, and I gave him a DVD copy. He took it back to the team, and he set it out, and he said, and, and, and they all said, oh, I don't I don't want nothing to do with that, just because of the word idiot. It was like they took it personally. Now, part of me wants to say, well, yeah, that's kind of lame that they would do that. But on the other part— <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, like, come on, there's more to the story here. You see Al Robertson's in it. You see Dr. Erwin Lutzer, yeah. Johnny Erickson Tata. Right. You know, I mean, come on. And I think of Look the, into it more than just surface, uh, but— Jesus Jesus freaks. Yeah. That took, that took hold. That was really great. I've yeah. heard other people educate me along the way over the last eight to ten years that, you know, the homeschool mom is not going to want to use this. They're going to want to watch the movie— but they're not going to want to have the term Bible idiot. Same with some of our T-shirt sales and stuff like that. We fought it for a long time. In 2021, we went to Nashville and had some really intentional people do a deep dive on the brand. And they said, Emily needs to go with something called No Apology. And that's why we named the show No Apology. And that Emily could be the premier voice across America for females doing apologetic type talk shows. Uh, and so that's why we're doing this. And so we wanted to change out the name Bible Idiots then. We just never got around to it. This is a long way home for this, but I'm getting it off my chest once and for all. Uh, what episode number are we on? I, I don't know. Well, whatever, 38. What I'm just going to throw it out there. 38. I think, no, it could be 39 or 40. 35? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the episode number is, I can point people to that or I can say, yeah, hey, we yeah. on that episode, whatever the episode number this is that you're looking at, I can point to this and say, I explained the whole thing <laughs> on that show when I couldn't even talk. I think it formally has yet to be numbered. So, okay. <laughs> Anyway, I want to tell the, the whole story right here. The formerly known as Prince. No, I want to tell saying. the whole story right here, and All that's right, what I'm let's doing. let's do it. So about uh, two weeks ago, I'm praying, and I really felt God laying some uh, on my heart that it was time. Now, we have a conference coming up with Al Robertson and Brad Stein coming to Harlan, Iowa, um, we have all kinds of other pressures. Uh, Mike Shaw has the l- most limited amount of time to help as our studio producer rebranded. So why not do it right now? <laughs> it's, but it's time. It's time. And so we are going to move away from the Bible Idiots brand for my teaching platform. Bible Idiots movie will always be, I will always be known as the Bible Idiot, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to change the name. And so what do you change it to? And there's so many lame things out there, and there's also so many good things out there that I don't even know what to change it to. But what we came up with, I think people will also have a problem with. Some some will, you know, because they, all they want is positivity. And so I look at my life. I think it's very positive. Okay, well, let's, <laughs> we're about to find out. I'm about to I'm about to unveil the new name right now. All right, let's and, do uh, it. In the graphic, uh, Claire Peterson is an amazing graphic artist, and she put this together just based on some comments, but I was exposed to some folks back in when we were doing Christian music a lot. We were doing music radio, and and I, we were doing concerts all the time, and so I was around all these bands, and I, and I met this youth leader who used this title uh, with part of his citywide youth group. It wasn't a church-based youth group, and I said, if I ever have a band, if I'm ever associated with a band, and I knew I'm not a singer, but I would call it this. So that's what we went back to. And so when I think of my life, I've told people all the time, I am one of hundreds of thousands that Jesus just came literally and plucked off the salvage pile, reworked in the new creation, and now I'm useful to the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as possible. And so I want to go with the word salvaged, salvaged by God. So if I'm going to have a teaching platform with my sermons and my messages and the things that God lays on my heart, because I'd also like to do some Bible studies on video weekly, I think that would be fun. I don't know, you know, if that's needed with all the stuff that's out there. But here's the logo. If you can, if you're audio-only listeners, you're going to need to go to the website and check it out sooner or later, and we're going to get it done in the next 10 days. But salvaged by God, the teaching ministry of Chris Danielson. And I... What do you think about this, Em? I mean, it's your turn to talk, and I'll get back to it. I've got a little bit of scripture I want to add to this. Mm-hmm. But Salvage by God is going to replace Bible Idiots for my teaching platform. That's where we're going to be putting my sermon, salvagebygod.com, is coming. It'll also be linked to Fresh Road Media. Fresh Road Media will be the, the platform of it. And so, uh, Em, what's your thoughts? Well, like I said before, I don't think it's negative at all. All grown up with my dad, Dickie Jack, we'd go to the salvage yard sometimes and find stuff that we could 
definitely use, right? And that's, after all, what God has done with us. He has taken us off that heap, plucked us out of the (laughs) mire, and he's actually going to use us. It's an amazing story. And so I really like it, and I think it really does more justice to your teaching because it is actually very deep. It, it goes very deep, yet it's very easy to understand. It's not, you know, a, some of the some of the people that I like to read, I can't always read because it does get really heady. And sometimes it's like, wait, what did what mm-hmm. did they just write there? And I have to go back. And but but other times we'll find um, and I think it's a little more rare where someone can take those deep concepts and just put them into this language or this context that's very easy to understand. And well, you have that gift, you have that ability, I, and I think that salvaged totally works. It well, totally when you works. talk about having that gift and having that ability, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I know it about <laughs> you. I know what you have. I know what you can bring to the table, and I think yeah. people should rally around Fresh Road Media just so we can get your teachings and your opinions on this show out because I think it helps people. We know we're already getting feedback that, and we've been told that we're really good at broadcasting. Okay. We, we, we've had that. I don't know if we, you age out of that. I just don't know if my sermons are that good. And what people have said to me, which is what I hang my hat on is they said, no, Chris, and and I, I know this, I'm authentic and I don't play games and I don't try to be somebody I'm not. Um, I've been teaching um, the, art of hermeneutics and homiletics to others, just that, you know, they don't have time to go to college. They they don't have time to go to seminary. So I put together these little mini classes and I have Zoom calls with people and I share what I've learned. Just sharing with one another, yeah. And a lot of them have looked at my sermons and I've asked a couple of them and they both had the same answer. Uh, I asked two of them, I said, who do I remind you of in a private setting? Who do I remind you? What preacher do you think I, I, I emulate? And they thought for a minute, and they both said, nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's right. Yeah. I don't, I'm not good. This isn't about emulation. This isn't about oration. It's not about performance. It's about sharing from the heart. And I want to be positive. I want to I have people have the joy of the Lord. But to get there, you got to surrender your life in Christ. And, yeah. and that means I got to tell you the bad news, too. <laughs> and, and you got to come to grips with it, you know? You got two teeth that need to come out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I lisping now? No, oh, okay. you're doing fantastic. I tell you what I want to do. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> start. If you start drooling over there, I'll let you know. <laughs> I just keep thinking of Roz from Frasier in that Frasier oh, episode yeah, of yeah. Uh, Nightmare Inn. Yes. When she had to say multiple murderers, and it came out, multiple murderers. <laughs> Is your mouth still numb at all? A little bit, but yeah, the pain's okay. starting to come, but it's all good. I'm sharing I'm sharing the word of God now, so the yes, pain goes away. That overrides everything, okay. doesn't it? The message that's going to be the first one up on Salvage by God I gave yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we we it's gonna have to go on Bible Idiots for a week because it's gonna take a while to get this turned around. Yeah. But it's gonna be confusing. So we might actually repost the sermon from yesterday a couple times because I've gotten more feedback off that than I have off a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. It's yeah. it's impacted it's impacted mature Christians. Right. That's like the best. Well, you've grown as a preacher over the years. Yeah. I hope everyone does. I mean, you can't exhaust God's word, yeah. and so hopefully as a preacher you're not thinking, well, I got all the answers, I'll dispel all this stuff. No. I hope you're thinking uh, these are the things God has shown me and taught me. I want to share them with other people. And every single day going forward, guess what? There's more. Yeah. There's more things that God wants I, to teach I us. I write what us. affects me. So, I yeah, write what affects me. And true. there's many times that I am just jacked when I'm in yeah. the office. I'm like, this is so good for the soul. And other times I'm just broken. I'm, I'm weeping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, yesterday I wanted to make sure I got through the whole thing, especially the end, without getting, you know, choked up because it's yeah. so important. But here's here's what it is. Okay. Matthew 16, 24 through 26 talks about denying yourself, letting go of what you want, mm-hmm. picking up your cross and following him. What does that really mean? Yeah. And then the ability to actually go against the tide, I use 1 Kings 22, the story yeah. of Jehoshaphat and Ahab when they're going to go up and try to take I learned uh, city things. back. I learned and things in Micaiah, that story. Micaiah yeah. is one of my favorite prophets of God. Because he was this guy who would say what people yeah. didn't want to say. In fact, I've always hated my name. Chris is just not a great name. 
And well, like Danielson is is starts with the letter D. Yeah. So when I was in junior high, when you would go into the locker room, they would have your first name and your your last initial yes. on where your locker was from yes. where you were. And and so it said Chris D. So guess what my nickname was in junior high? Oh, Christy. Christy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but your locker would have been right next to my locker. And I, and I was, I'm, I'm yes. not, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, and I have <laughs> short guy disease, so I got in a lot of fist fights in junior high over Christy. Uh, you know, just I would win some, teased, I'd lose some. Yeah, like everybody else. my teeth are loose, huh? right? <laughs> but anyway, so right. the the culmination of the message was in Galatians chapter two. Yep. In chapter two, verse twenty. When I read this, after doing all this study mm-hmm. about the fact that I want to set my cross down and I want to be about Chris and I want to have six, even in ministry, but more so in life, I want, you know, if I'm going to, like, say, a Vikings game, I don't want right. to have the worst jersey on because everybody wears jerseys. I want my jersey to be nice. You, right. Am I making sense? Yeah, totally. When, 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 I, when I go to do our budget, I want us to at least be financially secure. And I mean, yeah. all these things are not bad things in and of themselves. But when they start to dominate, mm-hmm. you start to get self-centered. Right, when right. You, you cannot be self-centered when you're carrying a cross. And when you're carrying a cross, you want to live for others through Jesus. You don't want to just do good works to of do good works. Strength. You want to yeah. serve Jesus. And he says, yeah. no, help this person. Nope. Deny yourself. Nope. You need to give to this mm-hmm. cause. Nope. Yeah. You need to make sure that the first fruits go to the church. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. And isn't that just like kind of just this ongoing process, this ongoing self-examination of, am yeah. I doing this because I think it's a good idea and I want to do it? Or, or did the Lord really say, is the Lord really leading me? Right. And Deny and yourself, actually, pick up your cross is a daily thing. It says yeah. daily in keeping with repentance. And that's actually kind of the thrust of a portion of your message message as well is is the importance of saying hey let's consult the lord about this yeah so let me end the deep dive with the let's with the, the crushing yeah. verse and i say that okay. in the most positive way i mean if you want to have your uh, you know, you want to have your spirit crushed into powder at the foot of the cross. Yeah. As you read all these things and your mind opens up that oh, I have to deny myself. Yeah. And in keeping with repentance every day, I got to pick up my cross mm-hmm. and follow him. And what does that actually mean? Then you get to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It mm-hmm. is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Love it. Next verse says this, and I didn't cover this in the message, but I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law would make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Mm, right, that's just keeping right, the law. Yeah. The other thing I make mention of in the message is the fact that many of us in Christianity in the visible church, we have turned it into health, wealth, success, and God wants all the best for me. He does have the best for us in the view of eternity, but each one of us gets different crosses to bear. And when we lay our cross down and we get all self-centered, what mm-hmm. we do then, we try to make genie Jesus. We right. try to put Je- Jesus in the genie. He's not a genie in a bottle, Yeah, we, and we try, to, we try to make, basically, <laughs> instead of him serving us, we try to make him our servant. Exactly. It makes us God. Yeah. We want to take the place if of G- God. And, the, and then the most, the most kitschy, cliche thing I've ever heard when you're dealing with this yeah. is if Jesus is the co-pilot, switch seats. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Legitimate, yeah. but yeah, come on. That's uh, that's, that's lame. Anyway, <laughs> I want to. I don't want to wait till after the break to do right on way off and bring All Mike right. Shaw in. I want to bring Mike Shaw in Let's now, do it. and I want to find out what, what you yeah. think about not only the sermon yesterday, but also the brand change and from your perspective, because you... When we first started talking about you coming to Iowa, yeah. it was, you know, have you watched Bible? I told you, yeah. you got to watch Bible yeah. Leaders before you get here. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you finally watched I it. I did finally watch it, and I fell in love with it. I think it's a great movie. I loved that movie. <laughs> I was part of the 3.5 people that said, Bible idiots, I get it, I love it, don't yeah, change it. I know. And I was saying that up until a week ago. I know. So, you know, but I love this too, so it's... Okay, you know, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Time out. What's with the oven mitts? Time out. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing it's here, below Mike? zero in <laughs> Iowa. My, it's, my. it's below zero in Iowa. I have, I have my, you know, my stuff's here. I just, I don't know. I was listening you, to the show and I put them on. Yeah, you have an appreciation for those things now, uh, don't you? I just love that. This is a whole... I don't want to get sidetracked by that because yeah. I'm just... Okay, okay. I, I'm snow-lovering. I'm just... 
Yeah. This is a dream come true. I'm yeah. living in a winter wonderland. I had a picture of beautiful deer in my front yes. lawn today. I mean, it's just gorgeous, and I love Iowa so much. And good. we'll see how long that lasts. More confirmation <laughs> that God sent me here. Blah, well, blah, I want blah, I blah. want people to give themselves but, away because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what Jesus yeah. calls us to do. That's what yeah. Emily and I have been kind of doing for the yeah. last ten years. And when you do that, it's not like you cross a goal line. It's like yeah. it's just first downs yeah, throughout the rest yeah, of your life. And, yeah. and and so you know you might get sacked one day, and you have to get up and you got to get the first down. Oh yeah. yeah. And and it's been giving there. yourself away, finding your assignment. Yeah. And our assignment has always been to share the word of God mm-hmm. any creatively, in creatively as we can. I'm right. called to be a pastor. We're called to do broadcasting, live events, and film production. And those callings aren't gone. It's just we don't know how to do them with the way the hand have been dealt to us. And part of it is us setting down our cross, trying to figure it out in our own strength, and then picking up the cross and following Jesus We're just again. having a blast, and, and so with the cross message yeah. from yesterday, and and also the, you know, God is your genie granting <laughs> all your wishes so that they will come true message. Yeah. What is the number one goal uh, that God has for you in your life? Mm-hmm. It is to... Make you into the image of his son, Jesus. Yeah. And so in that process of making you into the image of his son, you have to deny yourself. Mm -hmm. And everybody's different. He's created us all different. And we all have different strengths and we all have different weaknesses. And he knows where and how exactly to apply those pressure points when needed to keep us from getting too far off track and so that, you know, you will stand there in the furnace while f- chunks of flesh are falling off of you and you're screaming. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, it's like, I don't know how, but yeah. I'm more like Christ. Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, um, that's, that's a big part of the process. I'm not saying that God doesn't bless you. and No, right. and right. no there's a lot of us that get financially blessed, yeah. and then much is required is to whom much is given. Yeah, right. even, if, even if some of our finances dry up, which yeah. we've been experiencing, there's still blessing mm-hmm. there. Yeah. there. There's still something going on. And sometimes God does discipline us through different things. Mm-hmm. There are people that if they got the huge financial blessing would be one of the biggest curses that could ever come to them. Because they're not ready for it. I know a guy who inherited $300,000, and within three months, he was dead. Whoa. Who knows what God had planned for him? He just lost his mind. Wow. Um, you know, Hal Robertson tells the story of, uh, and I'm, I don't call him this, they call him that, some rednecks down there in, in Louisiana. Uh, it got an $800,000 settlement. They bought, they, they were out of money within nine months. They bought two Cadillac Escalades, two. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just... It's not for everybody. You know, financial blessings might not be, you know, the great deal you think it is. Same with fame. Same with, you know, finding that that one person that you just got to be with no matter what. I got to have her. And then you get her and it's like, she ain't what you thought she was or whatever the case might be. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I want to sing. <laughs> yeah. But people don't really want me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, I'm tone deaf and I, I'm the worst uh, singer in the in, imaginable. In fact, even Emily, when I start singing with different things, I'll turn on the voice, and she just she just laughs at me. That's awesome. I can't go lamenting to God, saying, "Oh God, I wish I was six foot four and could sing," because that's really that was the, my heart's desire, and you right. you did not. I'm going to identify a six four and a singer, and I want everybody to treat me that way. No, I'm five eight and I can't sing, but I can talk. Wait, you you're know, five I'm eight? not. I'm not five seven and a half. Are you sure? I, five seven and a half at the <laughs> okay. la, last thing. I'm in kidding because I'm five five. So that's I know. Yeah. I tower over you, yes, young man. You do. Yeah. <laughs> when you wear that little Christmas hat, I want to do Elf on the Shelf jokes. Uh, yeah, but when he wears <laughs> that Christmas, when he wears his Santa hat, he's about as tall as you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. No, the point is, is that you, you, part of carrying your cross is accepting who you are. Yeah, right. Part of Satan's plan for everybody is to whisper in their ear that you're not all you should be. Yeah, You the didn't get everything game. you were supposed to be. The comparison you know? game is really a, oh, a detrimental it's game. Terrible. You will lose every single when time. When you're praising Jesus for your blessings and you see other people succeeding, you yes. are joyful and happy and mm-hmm. cheering them on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it happens organically. Yeah. So, And God can give you gifts, but they're not like necessarily top shelf extraordinary gifts. I mean, there's de- there's degrees of it. Yeah. There's people that are fine getting up and talking in front of people, but they couldn't necessarily preach. There's people who can sing, 
but they can't like, you know, really sing, sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can hit the note, but it still doesn't sound like, you know, yeah, it doesn't sound great. Like so bad Andre you should Bocelli, be in sing, sing. Right, right, right. 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 So, and that's okay. It's totally okay. So, so what do you yeah. think of Salvage by God, Mike? I think it's great. Um, I think we can all relate, or or I don't know if everyone can relate. I know I can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I did to my own life, uh, running things myself, mm. and it was not pretty. I shouldn't be here. I yeah. mean, I you're can, off the salvage pile. I brother. can say that confidently, yeah. and yeah. with a but for God, yeah, you yeah. know, here am I. So yeah, it's it it fits perfectly. I resonate it. I resonate with it, and so yeah, and and while while you guys were talking. Claire made the square version of the logo for me nice. so that I could upload that to um, one of our services. So that we distributes the podcast that distributes the podcast. So now the, lo- the new logo and the new title are there. And distributes? Um, yeah, I got 20,000 yeah, downloads. I don't want to just lose because that's <laughs> part of how people find you. <laughs> right. You know, and, it takes a long, t- you know, it takes a while to get that when the, you don't have money to promote yourself. And if you, and if you file, follow Bible idiots on YouTube, we can just change the name, so we're not yeah. going to lose any of the uploads. Yep, and then we'll just start uploading as "Salvaged by God." Salvaged by God. So search "Salvaged by God." Salvaged by God. Yeah, search like search that. "Salvaged by God" for my teaching platform, which um, I'm going to keep being faithful, and I'm going to keep putting stuff out. Mm-hmm. From, in my opinion, um, and I don't care if this sounds arrogant, the greatest Bible church in America today <laughs> is found in Harlan, Iowa. It's called Fresh Encounter Church. And I see God putting unity through the, the uh, I want to say membership, but we don't have membership. No. We're so rolling with Jesus that we don't have membership. But there is a commitment there. There's a commitment mm-hmm. there that goes beyond signing a piece of paper or beyond mm-hmm. having a membership card in your yeah, wallet. Yeah, I don't have a membership card to be a Danielson. But you I are one get now. to be one, though. <laughs> and Mike, you want to be an honorary <laughs> one. I guess so. to be an honorary Danielson. Yeah. I didn't need a membership card <laughs> and, for that. Yeah, and that's the thing it's, about the body of Christ. Yeah. You know when you're in it. Yep. You yeah. know when you you're do. in it. So well, yeah, it's and family. So, you know, when I was there 4th of July taking care of the dogs and the explosions were, you know, the bombs bursting in air um and so you know ruby is she's shaking you know she's the dog you want on your side because it would be (laughs) it would be terrifying for you if she was not she is she is all muscle and all muscle covered in just a little bit she spent (laughs) she spent that whole evening laying on my chest shaking so we we bonded and i guess it was a a week or two long uh, a month or two later i'm over at the house yeah. And she comes, you know, from between my legs, from behind, yes. and and she and I'm petting her, and she's running around like that. And you said she doesn't do that except for family. And yeah, that's, she does. And that's when you told me, and I knew. Yeah, yeah exactly. When I had made it. Yeah. I am now. Yeah, because she's she's probably what about seventy pounds. Somewhere yeah, 75 in there, 60 last maybe. time we got her on the scale. Um, at the and vet, 75. she's all muscle, and she yes. doesn't lay on you. She lays into you. <laughs> she's yeah. just, and yeah. she's, yeah. Strongest she's, she's job. A lover. She's strongest a job any dog job we've any ever dog. had, and we've had Dobermans and Rottweilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Anyway, yeah. so let's move on with the show to Right let's On Way it. Off right after the break. Uh, we're going to take a little 10-second station ID. Let's okay. do it. I do want to encourage you before. Let's do it. I want to encourage everybody before Emily. Before Emily gives our little 10-second update here or ask, whatever you want to call it, is that we we are just bottom of our heart thanking everybody who has given financially to Fresh Road Media. Um, Some people are not called to do that. Some people are. And we're just here to say that we want to expand Salvage by God and my teaching platform as God leads. But this No Apology with Emily show, this is something that I think can make a huge impact as we just come on and just do what we do. And then as funding grows, we'd like to do a daily news show with Mike Shaw called No uh, Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. Uh, The news show may have to have a different name. I don't know, because it's not necessarily about Jesus's return every time he does a show. Uh, But we'll have that conversation down the line. The new Jack Van Impey. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have the hair for it. I was just going to say, you have to do your hair a little different. No, so, I mean, but, but, you know, there's vision and then there's execution and God will provide. And that's going to be through people just like you. If you said, hey, I... I just don't like Bible idiots, but I like the teaching. Well, here you go. Salvage by God. It's for you. So we're going to ask that you would come alongside, and uh, we would really appreciate it 
if you would stand with us. Right on, Way Off is coming up around the corner on No Apology with Emily and Chris on FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. That's all I have to no. say about that. I, I was just thinking, are you going to talk? Or? Uh, I thought you were going to, you know, Mike's already kind of with us, so we I'll, don't really need to. Here's, here's what I want to do. I want to okay. say if you're just tuning in, but people are not just tuning in on no, downloads. No, They've been around. I, I was in the dental chair today. I'm a little loopy, no, and um, I hope you can understand me. I, my, I feel like I'm lisping when you I talk. sound fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're sounding better sound and better fine. as yeah. the hour wears on or however yeah. long well, this I'm, is. Well, I got all fired up about uh, Salvage uh, by God and wanting to share so, the story, and it, I gutted through it. Here it, we are. Anybody yes. who's ever been in broadcasting, if, if anybody's listening or watching who has, you, you know that when the camera comes on or when the microphone, it's you're on. Yeah. yeah. You're on. And yeah. then, you know, if, if he might suffer later, but he's fine. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So let's move on to right on way off. That's the whole point of the whole show, actually. Let's just get to this because it's the funnest part, right? Uh, it's a good part. I'm uh, going to throw three statements out there. Chris and Mike, you're going to tell me whether these statements are right on and or way off. And I will tell you whether you're right on or way off. The first one, when you see teens doing donuts in an empty parking lot, we've all seen them. Let them. There's no better way to learn how to control and correct a car sliding in ice and snow than to practice sliding in ice and snow. Is that right on or way off? Chris, what do you think? I am right on a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. My dad got mad at me twice, like mad, like screaming mad at me twice. Because? Well, um, the other one I'm not going to bring up, but the first, the the, the one, (laughs) one of the times I was 14 years old. Yeah. And he gave me the, you know, can I go warm up the car, Dad? So, you know, we're waiting for them while they're doing their goodbye tour at church. Yeah. And he handed me the keys. And so it was an old Pontiac. And there was plenty of room mm-hmm. in the back of the parking lot. And I just decided they're taking a long time. And I'm, I've been, I was racing go-karts. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a NASCAR champion anyway. Uh. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I backed it up and I just started doing donuts. Okay, man. wait. What, what kind of car did your dad a, have? It was a, a Pontiac Catalina, rear wheel drive Pontiac oh, Catalina, nineteen sixty seven rear wheel drive Pontiac Catalina. Yeah. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> I was in glory time. And then some elder of the church narked on me, and my dad comes running out there. Now, why I lost my military bearing to think that I was, you know, I thought everybody would think, oh, Chris is the hijinks, ha ha, what a fun yeah. kid. They operative nah, word in this statement is empty <laughs> parking lot. Yeah, it was empty, empty back there where I was lot. doing it. I mean, I had space. Well, obviously there were people I still in the church, I right? wasn't Dale Earnhardt sideways, <laughs> you know, between parked cars. <laughs> little boring. girls just making their way to the through but the snow. Yeah, to their I really believe a lot of if even the you know, and we had a you know, I had a couple different rear wheel drive cars that in the snow and ice yeah. made you a better driver before yeah. traction control, before front wheel drive. Right, and all we of didn't that. have any of that, and it actually helped me on the racetrack when yeah. I was racing. And I mean, there was all kinds of different things, but yeah, you. You need to teach kids skills, and so yeah. let them go. Especially, yeah, don't wait especially until if it's an empty parking lot. Nobody's in, nobody's traffic. getting. They're not threatening to hurt anybody. Yeah, let let them. All right, let Mike Shaw, are you with Chris on this one, or are you with Chris's father on this <laughs> one? When you see yeah. teens doing donuts in an empty parking lot, let them. There's no better way to learn how to control and correct a car sliding in ice and snow. Then to practice sliding in ice and snow. What do you think? That is right on. Okay. All right, so I grew up in Oregon, yeah, Western Oregon. Uh, I was born in Compton. We moved to Oregon when I was eight. All right, and that so, sounds so tough, right? And Oregon then Compton. it sounds yeah, great. Mike straight, straight out of Compton. Compton. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Hey, off the sell, off the salvage pile, yeah, right. Compton. That's right. So I growing up in East and in, in Western Oregon, yeah. and it's raining all the time. Okay, yeah. we, we didn't get a lot of snow. It would snow once or twice a year, maybe, mm-hmm. and last a day or two, maybe. And yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Then the rain would wash it away. But I was in Eastern Oregon. (laughs) uh, I was about 20 years old, and I was in Eastern Oregon, Bend, 
and they had a glaze of ice and then about a half Ooh. inch of snow on top of it. Okay. And it was a slight downhill curve. And I started to slide. I didn't know what to do. I slammed on the brake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you don't do. <laughs> so I slid sideways no, you tap into and steer. it. Tap and steer. Tap and steer. Yeah, yeah. I slid sideways into a tree and I was like, okay, that's no good. Oh, no. So then a couple years later, I'm in Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. And it's an El Nino <laughs> Where year. anything can happen. And that's right? when you were abducted. <laughs> and that's when I, That's when the probing took place. I knew that was coming. He brings it up every time. Yeah. He says it every time yep. you say that name that town. So All right. Someone someone's listening from Roswell one of these days. So, uh, so we've been there. It's a normal place. So the New Mexico Military Institute, world world renowned. Yep. There's the Wool Bowl parking lot. That's okay. their stadium. Oh, okay. And I had a used 71 Mustang. Oh, nice. Oh, it was great. <laughs> And we had about a 10-inch snowfall, Ooh. and I went to the Wool Bowl parking lot, and I went, Wah, you know, just like, just tore it up for yeah. half an yeah. hour. Yeah. yeah. And But at the same time, I was, you know, practicing all the steering into slides and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It was great. And, you know, so, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> so I live in Iowa now. <laughs> yes. I'll be 61 in a couple weeks. What'd and you do? Our first snow. <laughs> I was uh, going to the Hy-Vee parking lot to pick up the donuts before church. <laughs> Time to get the donuts. The parking lot was empty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I mean, the roads were snow-packed, and I had I'd been mellow and got there fine. Yeah. And as soon as I hit the parking lot, I'm like, okay. Oh, you did <laughs> so I did the Hy-Vee parking lot. So I did a couple lot. donuts at 60 years old. So You but did donuts the getting the donuts. Yeah, I, did. I like that. That's right. With a front-wheel drive car, so yeah. it could have been... Yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't like the Mustang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but so question: just fun. Did you have your big Hulk fists on when you were doing that? Or I, I don't were you think bare I, knuckling it. I think it was pretty warm. It was probably in the twenties, so okay. my car might have been warm enough. I didn't. I'm gonna. I don't have it in the stream deck <laughs> to show it on screen, so I'm gonna hold it up to my camera. Yeah, but yeah. Um, do you want to see a picture of what it's like when everybody hears that the snow and ice is coming? Yeah, sure. when they want to go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. ready? Yeah. <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> Ivy. Bread, and milk. Awesome. Bread, and bread and milk. Bread and milk. Bread and milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picture Flies off the shelf. So, <laughs> For those yeah. of you audio I listeners. I love it. Picture okay, let's, Braveheart with Ivy in the background. Yeah. Let's move on. You were both correct. Absolutely. Like I said, operative word there is empty parking lots. And teenagers. Uh, yeah. And my dad used to do that, too. You know, would take us to places where he's like, okay, yeah. this is what I want you to I want you to Speed up and when I tell you to hit the brake, hit the brake, just so that I could feel what the car was going to do underneath me. And so, yeah. but he was with me. So don't be irresponsible while you're doing donuts, while you're picking up the donuts enjoy for church. Win- enjoy winter. How ironic is that? Know, He's doing funny. donuts, picking up the donuts well, for church. So what's funny is I told the story to Claire and she goes, Mike. You're never going to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Literally and figuratively. That's right. right. Number two. 10 below is better than 114 above. We have all three of us been there. Is that right on or is that way off? 10 below is better than 114 above. We're talking about temperature here. Chris, or no, let's go to Mike first. Mike, what do you think? I'm right on with that. Are you? Okay. It was 21 below yesterday morning. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, dress appropriately, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Or undress appropriately. (laughs) So when it's 114, you have to undress appropriately. (laughs) And there's only so far you can go where it's still appropriate. And so um, 114 is too much. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, you have this, You and you talked about this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. You have those same dangers, whether it's too hot or too cold. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a streak of 114, 115, 114 in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And we had tourists from Germany lose their lives at a resort. And we had oh, hikers yes. also lose their lives hiking because yep. they just didn't bring Heat enough exhaustion, water. Yep. Heat and exhaustion. And you get dehydrated. Yeah. And then exactly. here, you know, we had snow for two days blowing across county roads. Yes. And so... They, they would be plowed and then they would be messed up again with mm-hmm. drifts. And you just don't want to get, you don't want to get stuck right. when the wind chill is minus 43, which it was. Yeah. And there were some people that were stuck for at least two days Ooh. in Nebraska. Wow. Uh, from, for this, the, from this past from this, storm. Yeah, Ooh, from wow. this last weekend. Yeah. This last weekend. So yeah. um, you do, neither one's great. No. <laughs> but I, I do like the cold and I think it's easier to deal with. Yeah, so I'm going so 110 below. All right. Chris, what do you below. think? 10 below is better than 114 above. I want to get your 
thought on that because I I suspect I know what you're going to say, but I could be wrong. What do you think? Uh, I am way off. Okay, why? Now, which ways I prefer the hot versus the cold, I'm way off? Yes. Okay, I just want to hear it. 10 below is better than 114 No, no, way off, way off, way off. Why? Well, because... um, I can't be outside at all when it's below zero. Oh. I just can't hang out there. It just it gets to my bones and it mm-hmm. it just I grew up with it. We spent time in Alaska uh in the on the Bering Sea. We lived on the Bering Sea for 3 years, okay, mm-hmm. in the village of uh, in the Bristol Bay in the village of uh Naknek. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get it confused with South Naknek. The right. locals don't like that. Um <laughs> The the reality is we had 22 below was the high temperature for almost a month, like 26 days. The mm-hmm. high temperature was minus 22. Mm-hmm. It shot up to 10 above. And my son and I were hauling. We, you haul your own garbage to the dump, right? And then you take pictures of the bear. Emily and I had date nights where we would go to the dump to watch the bears. Oh. <laughs> it was very fun and entertaining. So the bears were out. They'd find very a tire scary. and they'd start playing with the tires. It was fun it's to watch. not That's fun to scary. have no barriers between you and wild bears, let me tell you. Yeah. So you stay in the car. And yes, Emily's out. I want to get the... pictures. And she gets no, out. I'm like, get I back in. Like... I just rolled down the window. And you hung out the window. They like, were a ways like away. fresh meat over here, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Smell the blood of the pulled too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, excuse me, my DoorDash is here. And um, the heat is debilitating as well. A 114 in Arizona, 114 is different than 114 somewhere else. I'm trying to ignore it. <laughs> um, so, like in Arizona, 114 is is tolerable. You can sit on the back with misters oh, and yes. stuff like that. With misters, yes. Yeah, with misters. Um, but uh, you know, without the misting, 114 is brutal. It's they're both debilitating. Mm-hmm. But if I have to be debilitated, <laughs> and my day has to be ruined by weather because Picture it's too poison. extreme cold or too extreme hot, I will take the heat every uh, time. See, uh, I'll let you know right now, Chris, you are wrong. You're way off. <laughs> the polar bear calls me wrong on that. <laughs> no, say it ain't so. It's better than 114 above uh, because there's so many methods of getting warm. So many methods of getting warm. Um, there's only one method of getting cool, and that's with air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the air conditioners. They can't necessarily keep up. Now, when we were in Alaska, Chris, you have to remember uh, the Native population, the Native American population out there dealt with it just fine. They knew, hey, let's make our mukluks out of beaver skin because beavers are naturally waterproof, right? Mm-hmm. We'll make our hats out of wolverine because if you pull on a, put on a wolverine hat, you will be warm. Uh, it doesn't matter, uh, you know. Okay. The temperature is the te- and if you eat whale blubber, you'll all eventually climatize. Yes. One hundred and fourteen. Yeah. There's just no dealing with that. I mean, even people that lived in the south. I remember watching some construction workers across the road one day uh, building a house, and I felt really. Uh, no, actually, I think they were doing lawn work. It was really hot. <laughs> they were building a fence. I know you're Whatever in Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy would walk over to the air conditioner and he'd just pull up his shirt, put it over the air conditioner where it's blowing up and just stand there and let the air go up his shirt. for. And then he'd go back to work for a while. And I just that day, empathized with him so That day much. that you're talking about yeah. was the hottest day I've ever had in yeah. my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was only 93 degrees. But mm-hmm. the feels like. But the feels like the was feels 138. Like oh, yeah, it was feels important. like 138. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. We looked up Arizona the same day, yep. and it was 112 degrees, and it felt like 111. Yep. Yeah. You know? Um, like the, we had We had a couple 119, and I, I don't know if we got to 120 or not. Yeah. Well, it depends on where you were. Where Sky right. Harbor Airport was actually canceling flights yep. yeah. that yep. didn't that weren't able to short runway because... Right. If you don't, you know, cold air, you get lift, you learn to fly out in Alaska, it's stable, it's awesome. And, you know, even a race car will grip better in cooler temperatures Mm -hmm. than warmer Mm -hmm. warmer temperatures. Yeah. And so when it gets that hot, the plane might not get the same lift, and you're talking about danger, right? Yeah. We had a couple of those days in Arizona that were not as hot as that 93-degree day in in Alabama where it felt like 138. And even the meteorologist guys like you, Mike, they were talking about how this is just... 
a, you know, a once every hundred year abnormally that where the mm-hmm. low pressure system gets ticked at the barometric pressure <laughs> and they fight it out. And there's a little bit of, you know, coming together and it's just, it's mm-hmm. just, whoa. And, yeah. and so wow. you don't it's usually get 93 degree days that feel yeah. like 138. Right, right. But, you know, that it, dew point has to be really high. Yeah. 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 Whatever it was, it was an, it was a total <laughs> anom- 80s, anomaly. Yeah. So we should, you know, basically, you know, create electric cars and, you know, climate change, you know, yeah, over this yeah, one yeah, event, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I think you just made my point for me, Chris. What's that? 10 below is better than 104. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I think you did. Well, and the thing too Your is, words I'll betray still take 93 you, feels like 138. I mean, that day, again, in Arizona, sometimes you open your front door and it feels like you're walking into a furnace when you step I know, outside. Right, I mean, right, that's yeah. just. But Alabama was a little bit different in that it, you could walk out if it was very, very humid and it was very, very hot. Okay. Like you could you could not breathe very well. Right. Okay. Here, here's, let me, let me just share you, share this with you. Uh, Arizona has some beautiful golf courses. Yep. Yes. And like uh, there's one in Tucson. I don't remember the name, but I'm going to tell you the green fees. Okay. Here's where the here's what the green fees were during <laughs> during the summer months. You could get on for oh, $110 summer, yeah. from 5:30 a.m. when the sun came up until 8 a.m. It was $135. If you wanted to go at 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, the green fees were like fifty six bucks, yeah. something like that. Here we go. From noon to two, it was uh, I think um, eight dollars. It was like it was, it was like <laughs> we'll twenty like twenty dollars. <laughs> and from two to five p.m., it was like eight bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like ten bucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about how brutal the heat can yes. be. And and you yep. and, and literally, if you're going out at noon. And you don't have a hat on or something that they'll they'll warn you and, yes. and they double check with you. you Do you better. have enough water in your yeah. coolers and stuff like that? Yeah. But let me tell you about the golf course when it's ten below. It's closed. That's right. <laughs> and you play your golf game indoors because where it's people are miserable. Warm. It was yeah. so cold that many churches didn't even open on Sunday. They, they did not. They didn't. I mean, we like, did, but where did you I know? put that orange ball? It's uh, <laughs> gonna have to tear up that yeah. snowbank, I guess. So yeah, I'm 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 way off. Uh, right. The hot right. is better than the cold. Yeah. Both are miserable. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, both have their ups and downs. And obviously, it's weird, though, because, again, it gets back to God and God being in control and God yep. making people and everybody's different. You are yep. unique, just like everybody else. And That's so right. um, some yep. people really can handle the cold and not the hot or the hot and not the cold. And and there's a reality there that you just can't escape. Yeah. Uh, but that's still I'm still right. I kind of like them both. <laughs> I kind of like them both. Right. I'm an extremist. You're an extremist? Yes, I like them both. (laughs) All right. Uh, The very last one. Uh, This one's a little deeper, a little more serious. All right. right? So put your thinking caps on. Bring it, Uh, mellow it out, mellow it out. And it says this. If your beliefs and actions make perfect sense to a watching world, they may not originate from God. Is that right on or is that way off? Chris, what do you think? You got to tell me that again. If your beliefs and actions make perfect sense to a watching world... They may not originate from God. Hmm. I have a lot of reasons to say right on. Yeah. But I'm going to go way off. (laughs) Because there are a lot of things that make sense to the world. There are a lot of things that God has generated that make perfect sense to the world. Not everything that's from Christ alienates the world. I think that that's that's a fool's game. Mm -hmm. But... They are blind. They are veiled. The scriptures say they're veiled because they're perishing. They don't even see what they don't see. That's why a lot of what we believe and what we try to share with them falls on deaf ears, or mm-hmm. they think our brain fell out of our head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and opens your eyes and opens your ears, as Jesus says, it's a beautiful thing. So there's yeah. much of what God has doing that a watching world won't understand. Right. I get that. Yep. But there's a lot of what God does that a watching world should be under, be able to understand. In fact, God goes so far as to say what's called natural revelation in mm-hmm. theology mm-hmm. is that there's enough in nature to point to God that the, for you to say there is no God, you're straight up a fool. Mm. And I saw that on CBS last night. There was a... I don't watch 60 Minutes very often, but there was a... Um, uh, thing that they were going to do, and I saw us flipping away from the NFL playoff game back until they did it. It was on repurposed housing, and okay. I just wanted to see it. I was curious, yeah, and I, yeah, I kind of yeah. knew that they were going to do it. And so it was still on. That segment ended, and I was going to go back to the football game, but then all of a sudden this commercial came on, and it said, Freedom from Religion, oh. and Ron Reagan came on. Yep, yep. Little Ronnie Reagan. 
and he started off, <laughs> I am an around. atheist, and there are so many other atheists like me, yeah. and that this is what our founding fathers would have wanted, is complete uh. freedom from religion. So go to this website and give and join, and, and I think about people that, you know... So he was proselytizing for his atheism. He was beliefs. proselytizing, for, and he ended it with, and I'm Ron Reagan, and I'm not afraid to go to hell. I'm no. not afraid. I'm not afraid to burn in hell. That's what he said. <gasps> he said that. Yeah, he said that with a little smirk, smug look on his face. Poor and the re- guy. And the reality, and you can probably find the the ad on YouTube if you yeah. want to see it. It's, it's just cringeworthy. It is. It's yeah. totally cringeworthy. But I it is so common him. with what the world thinks. Right. Yeah. They don't see. They're veiled of the things of God. So I could be right on, but I'm way off because of natural revelation. There's God natural shows revelation. us in His Word, and yeah. He shows us in His world. I should say. All the things that God yeah. is God is real. A fool will say in his heart, there is no God. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike Shaw. Wow, that was a powerful statement, but don't let Chris influence you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Still what enough you room think? for let you to me... be right on. I am way off. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, just keep in mind, Chris, Mike was right on the last one, so you're one and you're uh, yeah. two and one. So he's okay. tie about, a, he might yeah, tie it up. Oh, ten below is better, and he's sitting in the studio <laughs> with mittens on. Okay. <laughs> Those are gloves, Whatever. just so you know. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Have gloves again. You can dress appropriately thumbs. for ten below. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. You can if dress you... inappropriately for anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. If you're, I'll read it one more time, Please. just because we get so off the track. There's a loophole. In I there, do mate. that to if us. I'm sorry. If your beliefs and actions make perfect sense to a watching world, they may not originate from God. Right on or way off? Okay, so it's way off, and okay. um, and there's a reason why. Okay. And uh, and thankfully, Chris went first, so I had a ch- chance to think about this because <laughs> because it's true. It's like it, if you're talking about spiritual I'll things, tell you what my, I'll tell you what I think after my wife tells me what I think, uh, right? So if, if a carnal I'm not mind, his wife, no, she's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Not, I'm, I'm currently between did wives. You catch the, did you catch the irony? No, yeah. I'm glad Chris went first, so I could. You have some time to think about have it some and thing. get my get my yeah. thoughts together. Yeah. 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 Get and then his you said together, my wife told me. And he's going to agree with you, I'm sure. Oh, no, right? I don't know. I, think I, got, I, I got gauze back in my mouth now, so See? That's, that's why I keep switching cameras so I can put gauze in my mouth. Yeah. All right, let's, let's calm okay. down, okay, get so, back on track. Mike's okay, got the floor. I did not answer because my wife told me to. <laughs> Nor am I giving Mike answers because I'm his wife. Neither one of those things are true. And I don't have a wife. <laughs> but you're an honorary Danielson. So, so anyway. yeah, yeah, there's that. All, All right. right. All right. All right. We're way off. The, if, we should edit this part out. Uh, no, okay? it's no, not no, no, no. No. All right. All right. Uh, Hit, just, let's, let's start over. Keep Go talking ahead. in your gangsta voice over there. <laughs> I got gauze in my mouth. It's way off. And here's why. Here's why it's way here's off. Why it's way off. Why yes. is it way off? Because godly principles worked for work for unsaved people. True. If you read, if you read uh, Ecclesiastes, for example, and mm-hmm. you read where King Solomon said to di- diversify your investments, well, what's the best way to handle your investments? Diversify, mm-hmm. and that'll work if you're yeah. saved or if you're not saved. True. Yeah, it rains yeah. on the just and the unjust. It, yeah. yeah, it rains on the just and the unjust. There's so right. many examples on why that would be way off. Now, what I was listening for in the question was. Spiritual things, yeah, because the carnal mind doesn't understand spiritual things. True. So the world does not understand spiritual things. The world, yep. in the sense of, you know, the world, the unsaved yep. world. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if if I'm worshiping the Lord in a worship service at church, the world may not understand that, yeah. uh, and they don't. They may not understand. They may not get that. Right. Uh, yeah. And if they do get it, they may not get it. To the degree that it's is what's really going For on, sure. that For connecting sure. with God. Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, the, the natural s- world, the natural, the scientific method came mm-hmm. out of Christianity mm-hmm. because because scientists um, wanted to understand God better, right? And that's so true. In order to understand God better, we want to understand how His creation works. Yeah. If you look at the creation, you're going to understand the Creator better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Just yeah. like if you. Look at the painting. You're going to get a little bit of an insight into the mind of the painter as well. So absolutely. Uh, Key words here are your beliefs and your actions, not necessarily the natural world around you. Anybody want to take a guess as to who made that statement? That statement? Yeah. Take a guess. No idea. Richard Blackaby. Oh, yeah. So isn't it nice to know? (laughs) I was way off. 
from Richard Blackaby? <laughs> you, That's yeah, awesome. you were way off in a couple different ways. I think, like I said, I think the key words there are your beliefs. If yeah. your beliefs do not make sense oh, to see, the watch yeah, world and yeah. your I actions. That word. I guess that's spiritual. So it does kind of yeah. narrow it down. But you guys mm-hmm. are absolutely right when it comes to the natural world. I mean, it is the, the creation is going to reflect the creator. Yeah. No doubt about that. We got to um, listen better. So. <laughs> I think that's my next quote from Richard Blackaby. Mike and Chris need to listen, <laughs> listen better. better. Is that right on or yeah. way off? <laughs> I think you should wrap it up. That's I gotta always, go get paid. Let's right do on. that. It's been a really good show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Share this with your friends and family. And by the way, Mike Shaw won that right on way off. Uh, game. So, Chris, what do you mean he won? Yeah, he got. I one. got one right, yeah. and we tied on the other. You, you got one, and, and he got wrong. two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And I was just wrong. Yes, you were just wrong. In uh, my wrongy wrongness. Yeah, but really? we'll be we'll be back next week with more right on way off. We'll be laughing louder, digging deeper, living larger. Tell your friends about it. No apology with Emily and Chris on FreshRoadMedia.com. <laughs> <laughs>